This is Grind Season. I'm Jason Smith, one of your co-hosts here on Grind Season, an Odyssey podcast and co-host of the Jason and John Midday Radio Show here in Memphis. Uh, that's on weekdays from 11 to 2 on 929 FM ESPN and Odyssey Station. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Jason Smith 929 Hopefully you know that by now. What's more important is that you know my partner, the brain behind all of this, Anthony Sane, the tribal chief of Grizz Twitter, a man who's covered the Grizz the last nine years. Hell, it's almost a decade now, Sane. We may mm-hmm. as well make that uh, written radio podcast form, however you want your Grizzlies. Anthony Sane's giving it to you. Follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. Brother Sane, what up, my guy? Man, I'm good, man. I appreciate those accolades you gave me. I'm looking at the video um, that, that we're looking at right now, trying to see if I got the wave cap line. It looks like it's kind of in there in my forehead a little bit. You know, I've been rocking the braids here lately, so I got to wrap it up, man. I can't just... Okay, just get in the bed, man. I got to wrap it up. So I got, the, I got the wave cap line. I'm trying to work that out as the show goes on. But I'm doing good, man. You're doing good, bro. Are, are you finding that you're getting the effect that you want in terms of with the new look uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, in, in terms of from the uh, from the, your significant others? Do they like I know I know you think you look good. Does, does your woman yeah, think the, you look the, good? Reviews are, the reviews have been good. Uh, you know, it, it looks like I've heard that I look like I'm with the shit, if y'all know what that means. So that's one review I've got. You know, I got some I see you's and, you know, okay then and all that type of stuff. You know how they be, man. You know, but you know, you know, y'all know how it go. Y'all are saying he's doing his thing and he always has and he he always will. Uh, First things first, of course, we hope you're subscribing to us, downloading us. Push that subscribe button. You can get Grind Season uh, on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast uh usually downloads pretty fast to spotify you can get us mm-hmm. there hopefully you're doing that thank you very much for those of you that have already subscribed and certainly uh hoping that you'll continue to do so on this edition of grind season it is all pretty good news seems yeah. like every time we come on here of late all we're talking about are grizzlies wins and it all adds up to a seven game winning streak right now it's the second time this season they have won seven in a row the last two of which uh they pick up over utah and San Antonio since we last spoke. Obviously, we'll be going back out Wednesday uh, against that same San Antonio team here at FedEx Forum in Memphis, a place where the Grizzlies are now 17-3, and saying that record's getting yep. pretty gaudy. Uh, again, it's the San Antonio team's been pesky uh, uh, against the Grizzlies this season, but in the end, you've been able to handle them twice already this year. Hopefully, that continues. We'll talk about our observations from the last two games, what stood out, uh, remember, Memphis has done this with John Morant sitting out. So yeah. Tyus Jones obviously has been huge. We'll talk about what's looked good for the Grizzlies. And 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 one area, and it's hard. You got to look deep to find you know anything wrong right now or any any faults with this Grizzlies team. Mm-hmm. But but I got one. I got one. I know it's it's all mostly positive right now for the Grizzlies. But I got one thing I mentioned on my radio show today. It's been concerning me about them. We saw it again against San Antonio. Uh, we'll get to that and what it mm-hmm. is. Uh, Draymond Green has had a lot to say about the Grizzlies here in recent interviews, uh, including on his own podcast, uh, including uh, most recently a an observation he had about the Grizzlies and their playoff chances as it relates to a, a certain guy on this team. And it might not be the guy that you think. Uh, there's a little mm-hmm. tease for you. We'll talk about that. And then finally, of course, we'll do the, uh, the segment we do weekly, Who Brought the Seasoning? Over these last uh, two games in particular, the two games, the two wins 
over Utah and San Antonio since we last spoke. So that's today's episode. Uh, remember, you can get us on that free Odyssey app. Uh, but again, it will start here saying Grizzlies beat Utah 123-118, San Antonio 121-113. Both of them, you know, certainly certainly, you had to put a little more effort to it than you had against the Charlottes and Orlandos of the world. That said, Grizzlies end up taking care of business. They do it with John Morant, you know, resting uh, uh, some, some soreness, mm-hmm. uh, getting a chance to sit down. Tyus Jones been absolutely magnificent. Uh, uh, certainly was in the two stars for John Morant. I- I'll give it to you saying I've done a lot of flapping in terms of the last two games. In terms of the the overall seven-game win streak, what stood out to you most? I got uh, I got some criticisms before I get started, man. This okay. has been kind of grinding my gears. And it's not an on-the-court thing. It's not an on-the-court gripe that I have, man. Um, for those of you who, who may not know, I-, I don't know if I talked about this at all. I talked about things I would do if the Grizzlies win the championship this year um, in, in celebration. One of those things I did, I, I have to, I'm going to have to alter it because of current events. I'm going to alter one of those things. I won't be doing that. Shout out to uh, to you, Jason Smith, who telling me, saying you might not want to do one of those because of how things are going down these days. So I am altering that. But the thing that I did say I was going to do, I said I was going to do it off of Jason Rosler's arm, or a.k.a. Fletch on Twitter. I said I was going to do something off of his arm that I would not be doing uh, for now on. Um, Fletch on Twitter has a great Twitter account, uh, uh, definitely a great longtime Grizzlies fan. He said that um, he said that uh, he, he said he heard the job wasn't going to play the last two games. He said this well before it was announced by the team. And with Fletch is saying that he heard that from somebody. This is Memphis. Fletch is he has good seats. He kind of networks very well. I'm sure he knew what he was talking about, and he was right. And there's one bone I have to pick. I get it, but I, I it just kind of bothers me. I think if 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 what Jason heard was true, and he knew that Ja wasn't going to play these two games, and the Grizzlies were didn't just announce that and was just dragging this out to be a game time decision, I got a bone to pick with that man. Because I think if Jaws not playing, the fans should know Jaws not playing before they go buy tickets or whatever. I get it, but it's my only gripe for the last for the last couple of games since the last time we won. Is that you know these guys they rest, they take breaks. That's cool, but you know fans want to see Jaws at home. I don't know. I said he should have played, but it should have been announced earlier that he wasn't going to play either one of those games. That's that's the only negative I have. That's all I got. That's all I got. I can't I can't argue that same because on the you know he's listed as questionable for that second game. And so you know you I he was questionable for both of them, wasn't he? Was it both of them? I thought I thought I so. maybe 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 you're right. Well in and in that case, it's not I'm with you that it's not so much, you know, John not playing as it is when you listen to still say he ain't playing, man. Exactly. You can make <laughs> right. it more clear for those that are, you know, especially you know, those that you Hey, hey, maybe you only get to one, two games a month. Maybe it's less than that. This is my big chance. And so for those folks, you're just a little bit more clear with them. But I don't know. When when have the Grizzlies ever been clear when it comes to – especially when it comes to injuries and those kinds of things? I I do think we have graduated to a point where they don't care. because. But, you know know what I'm saying? Because they've got John Morant now – it's it's a, it's a different level. Those lower bowl seats are sold. Season tickets at a different level. Once you've got the superstar in in the building, who gives a damn what you think? <laughs> exactly. It's just on you. Oh, then it becomes okay. Well, you ain't gonna come see him, but we've got a bunch of folks that will. Right. Once right. you once you get to that level. But that said, there's still a way that you treat people. Right. There's there's right. a way that you can be 
clear in uh, when you can. And so in the end saying, I'm with you, man. Like if you know, and like you said, if the word had been out leaked out. If Fletch knows that y'all weren't playing, then, the Grizzlies knew that y'all weren't playing, yeah. Then you, then you could have just made it clear. Then you right. could have Then you could have just made it clear and, and certainly not lead anybody on with questionable. This game so. time decision nonsense. Yeah. Most folks, though, um, I know you come to see a superstar, but hell, what was it, 20 and 5 last year without Ja? Uh, you won both games without him this time. Like, you're still going to see a good team if you decide to go to that. Right. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Sure. But, but you definitely saw a good your superstar mm-hmm. point. Yeah. You, you know, definitely saw a good team. You saw um, an all all league, all history, all time defender in Jaron Jackson Jr. over the last Ten few blocks games. in two games. There you that go. That's such a crazy stat, man. It is. <laughs> Ten block shots in the last uh, two games. And did he pay over 30 minutes in either one of those? Like, I don't know. You'd have to tell me. Yeah, that's a good question. But yeah, man, like we we grew up watching some of the great all time defenders, the Kimbe Matumbos, the Kim Olajuwon, you know, Alonzo uh, Mourning. You know, we saw all these type of guys uh, come through. And the amount of the amount of blocks that Jaron puts, so I think they said he's like third in the league now, top five or something like that. But he's he's first in blocks per game, and I think I want to tell you he's like second in in overall. He played. You know, so many fewer games than the leaders. Yeah, man, he's like he's like at least ten games behind everybody. Uh, that's that definitely stood out. The things that Jaren's doing, Tyus Jones, uh, just continuing to be a leader on this team. Thirty minutes out. Uh, Antonio, to your point, just wanted to add on. To yeah, the team. He, yeah, he's really he's really hitting his stride. He started out the season struggling, and and Tyus has really uh, picked his game up since uh, since some of those early struggles. And I'm I'm definitely glad to see that Santiago Aldama swag came back last night for sure. Uh, Zaya Williams is coming into form at a good time. Desmond Bain looking like uh, flashes of his original self. I, I, I'd say he's probably about 80%. I still don't think he's in 100% um, as far as being what he could be for this team. We know what he can be. Good to see him coming back around. Guys are just hitting their stride at the right time. And uh, you, you're getting ready to head into the all-star break season. And these guys are, are really hitting their stride at the right time. And um, the offense still seems like it has a ways to go. Man, our defense is just goddamn scary, like, for real. Like, they're really playing um, some real serious defense out there. Um, and, like, it seems like against teams like like San Antonio, they're just kind of, you know, just kind of keeping them at bay, just doing just enough to get by these teams. And I'm not mad at that at all, man. Uh, they're cranking it up when they have to do it, and they're playing without John Morant. And guys that can rev uh, uh, Xavier Tillman uh, has been playing good ball the last few games. Yeah. He he did it. He just got out of a, he he's fresh out of jail. Just did a bid in South Haven. He's fresh out, playing like a brother. Just got out of jail, and uh, yeah, man, like it's it's some really good things going on down at Bill Street. Yeah, Desmond Bain. You mentioned him that game against uh, I guess it was Utah where he had the to go with the scoring. He had the nine assists. So you remember he Desmond Bain was getting to a point where he was becoming you know a great playmaker for this team or or at least a good developing one before he got injured. So to see him get back to and be able to get back to being a creator, not just a guy that's hunting his shot, uh, was good to see too. I think that that's becoming part of him. So I'm, I'm with you to see that part of his game too coming back together looked good. What what about Zaire? The last the last three games been in double digits in two of those. I want to tell you the other one was nine. I I, I don't want to you know it, it's too small a sample size right now to be able to say okay Zaire's back or that oh he's going to make the second year jump that Desmond Bain did. But I have been. You know, I've been encouraged by what he's seen, and we had spoken on it. Seems mm-hmm. like it's having an important time because, you know, at one point Roddy had passed him. Jenkins using that 
that battle we talked about it last podcast. I thought I thought Zaire offensively starting to come around and, and finally respond. What, what say you? I know you've had your concerns mm-hmm. you know, about his injuries and, and his progress. What you thought about Zaire last couple of games? Yeah, I've, I was concerned about him health wise, but he he said that his body's getting around. He's getting more confidence in his body. And um, that's always a good thing. Um, defensively, he looked good yesterday. He was he was you know getting in the way of a lot of plays, getting his hands on a lot of balls, being very active on defense. Uh, that's yeah, that's something I really am impressed to see with him. Um, the the jump shot is still a work in progress. Um, but there were two plays last night. There was a play where he uh, got to the basket off the dribble. Um, I want to say he finished with the layup and got an and one. If I'm not mistaken, might just got fouled, but I know he didn't. Uh, he didn't dunk the ball, but um. It was a very – it was something I didn't really know, think, think he was there yet on, where he dribbled the ball, took took somebody off the, uh, from the perimeter, got to the basket, finished. And there was a play where he did a, a pull-up mid-range jump shot that was good. Um, like I said, those are two things that we that we had heard that, that Zaire was adding to his game. Um, the, the mid-range jump shot we saw a lot in college and in high school as well. But to see that in the pros, um, yeah, that, that's a good thing. I'm not, I don't really know what to think about him, man. But he's one of those guys, if he really gets going and plays anywhere close to the potential and some of the hype that we've given him, he could really be one of those guys that'd be hard to deal with, even in the playoffs. Uh, talking about a guy who uh, – I spoke to somebody this weekend who saw Zaire, and they said that they uh, asked him, man, how tall are you now? He's like, yeah, I think I'm 6'11". And, <laughs> I mean, First off, ain't no way he's 6'11". Uh, hey, I don't know, I man. He might still be growing. Have you seen him like if he in the postgame stuff? When he's no. next to Jaren, like well, he's, he's please don't he's stuck. He's the same size as Jaren now. He's I, up I, there, man. He's up there. Go go look at go look at certain things when he's next to Jaren or next to Steven Adams when they come up and like hug and all that type, old type of things. Like he's up there for real. Like, that's I, what, I, that's I give you straight. Like, I give you six nine, six ten for sure. Because I want to say in the combines last year when they measured him, he was like six nine, damn near six ten. So you know, but yeah, like I think I think it's good to see Zaire come around. I hope he gets going, man. Um. I really want – I'm down for whatever lowers John Conchar's responsibility. Right. <laughs> just being real because it's like whenever we're in a situation where Conchar has to do a lot, he's just not that level of player. And a guy like Zaire, 10th uh, overall pick, you know, if you can get him going, man, you can be really dangerous. So I'm glad to see him coming around for sure. Uh, one bone I do have to pick, and I, I think we should now because we saw Pop use it and that San Antonio loss to the Grizzlies the other night. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a game where you're able to hold them off. But in that game, the Grizzlies go 20 of 35 from the free throw line. That's 57%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Adams, a big part of that, what is shooting 30-some percent this year, he goes he goes 3 of 11. And I don't bring it up to say, oh, it's a bad free throw. It's the worst free throw shooting team in the, in the league at 70%. I bring it up because – you saw Pop in a regular season game say, "Hey, if you're going to have Stephen Adams on the floor, we're going to foul the hell out of him. Yeah, we're going to put him on the free throw line and he, and make you make a choice on that. Other teams, uh, if they haven't already, they're going to lock into this in terms of how bad it is with Stephen Adams. Who listen when he's on the floor, especially with the way he's rebounding right now, saying so critical to what you're doing defensively, right? I mean, Stephen Adams playing at a high level, save mm-hmm. for how bad a free throw shooter is." I bring this up because what's to keep teams from adopting that strategy once the games are more important come playoff time, saying what, what's going to keep teams from making the Grizzlies make the same choice? 
no, 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 we're going to foul you when Steven Adams is out there and make you at least make a decision. Um, it's something it, I, I feel like, you know, Pop ain't the only one right. come figure this out. We've, we've seen it a couple times this season. Uh, I don't know that there's anything you can do, but I know that Jaron Jackson better be available and ready because I think right. there's going to be times where, and maybe we'll get to some more of this a little bit later on with Draymond, but there's going to be mm-hmm. times where you're not going to be able to have Steven Adams out there because he's it's been so bad from the free throw line, right? Right. I totally agree with you. Uh, Greg Popovich is, you know, one of the all-time greats. He's coached against some of the worst free throw shooters of all time. He's coached against the Shaquille O'Neal's in the playoffs. You know, DeAndre Jordan's in the playoffs. You know, he's had these battles against these guys that are, um, you know, these bad free throw shooters historically. And, um, you know, he's going to do these things, man. He, he's one of those guys that will crack codes on teams for sure. He was the guy who figured out how to play us when we had Zebo a long time ago. And that's the conundrum that we talk about all the time with Steven Adams, how he he's so vital to our offense with the picks that he sets, the offensive rebounds, regardless of we're not one of the better shooting teams in the league. And Steven Adams covers a multitude, covers a multitude of sins, uh, so to speak, on offense. It's something we talk about all the time. And um, but the, the Achilles heel to him is his free throw shooting. And teams will do that. They will do what the Spurs did to us and better teams will hurt us for it. Right. It, it kind of bothered me because I thought Coach Jenkins should have pulled him out earlier. Um, I, he was kind of bleeding in the water a little bit with Stephen Adams, but it's such a conundrum because Jaron, with all the things that he does, he's not. Even though Jaron's rebounding numbers have you know jumped dramatically, you're talking about one of the greatest offensive rebounders, you know, stat wise of all time. Stephen Adams, some of the things he's doing out there, this guy's going out there having twenty something point twenty twenty something rebound games. So I think that. Um, it's something they're definitely going to have to keep in mind when to pull that trigger on him, yeah. how to be uh, 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 strategic about getting him in and out of the games, when to use him, when to pull him out. Um, and because they get caught up sometimes, it, teams are fouling him away from the ball. And, you know, as soon as he touches the ball, they're fouling him. And, you know, and, and he's 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 getting offensive rebounds and teams are just going to foul him instead of letting him, you know, kick it out to guys because it might be like a turnover because he's the odds are if he's shooting 37 percent, the odds are he's going to miss both of them you know what i mean so um they there's definitely something that's going to be uh a point of interest to see uh hopefully they can you know run some similar stuff with tillman in, in a lesser version of what adams does when they need to pull steve out because his offensive rebounds like we said are crucial man but it's definitely a point of concern yep 71 percent. i got it in front of me now uh, that's last in the league mm-hmm. they offset it saying that you know how poor we haven't seen it a team shoot this point from the free throw line since the 2019-20 Knicks shot 69 percent that said you know you you look at the Grizzlies record you say well if they're that bad how in the hell they offset it because they get to the line the fourth most times in the league right Mm -hmm. that's it though it's going to come a time opportunities man just hey no matter we miss them we just just keep shooting that game against the Spurs is a lot different game. It's a lot easier game if you're if you're knocking down more than fifty seven percent of your free throws. It's something to keep an eye on as we move forward. You're of course listening to Grind Season, the Grind Season podcast with Anthony saying your boy uh, Jason Smith. Be sure to download us on the free Odyssey app. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, help a couple of brothers out. That brings us to topic number two. Saying uh, Draymond Green's had a lot to say. As a matter of fact, why don't we listen to what Draymond Green had to say recently, Stephen A. Smith? On his podcast, and and I think uh, I think they are to be reckoned with. Like I don't look at them and be like, "That's nothing." Like no, we we got to deal with them. I know that we will deal with them, but we have to deal with them. But the thing that 
that Memphis, the problem that they're going to have, and I'm going to say this because it's my little brother, and I say it to him every time I see him. Right. Jaron got to stop fouling. They can't, they cannot compete in a playoff series. That's fair. Especially with us. If Jaron does not That's stop fouling. Jaron can't end up in foul trouble. That's fair. Five of the six games. You need him on the court. You need he him on has the to be on the floor. Because there was going to be times, Steven Adams, who who's incredible, plays his role better yes. than anybody in the NBA. Without question. There's going to be times just in this NBA where you have to take Steven Adams off the floor. Like it's just going to happen. The matchups, Steph Curry get going on the screen and rolling. You like ah, we got to yeah. get Big Steve-O out, right? The person who may be able to defend that and is Jaren. But if he's always in foul trouble, number one, you can't play aggressive, right? And number two, you you can't play at all. You you're on the bench because you're always in foul trouble. So okay. I think the key to them really being able to compete at that level. Is 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 it's actually not Ja. Like we know who Ja is, we know what Ja gonna do. And like you said, quite frankly, if we had that team figured out last series, if Ja didn't get hurt, I think we beat them in I know we beat them in five because they was figured yes. out no problem. But the key is not Ja. Ja is Ja. Ja's that's like saying the key to the Warriors winning is Steph Curry. No, Steph Curry's not the key. We know what we're gonna get from Steph Curry. Now, Steph Curry has to be Steph Curry and Ja Morant has to be Ja Morant. Right. But the key to making it all happen and like to giving them a legitimate chance to compete is Jaron Jackson. If Jaron can stop fouling, then they can really contend. But if Jaron can't stop fouling, Jaron's your second best player on that team. If your second best player can't stay on the floor, they're not going to be able to win. So that's my challenge to them. That's my challenge to my little bro, my Spartan dog, Jaron. He has to stop filing no if they're ever going to have a chance to win. No disagreement. All right, so you heard what Draymond Green had to say, particularly about Jaron Jackson Jr. I ask you this, Zane. Is he right? Is Jaron Jackson Jr. and his foul issues, is he right that that's going to be the key when it comes to Grizzlies' playoff success? Yeah, I'll step back for the video a little bit, and I'll say this. In the big picture, he's right. So what I what I pulled from this clip, or what I what heard this was, first of all, no animosity at all. No, I don't feel any ill will toward anything Draymond said. He's spitting truth. And I agree. You, it's it's good to hear guys who are all timers like Draymond. A lot of Draymond Green has a lot of detractors. A lot of people who hate him. He's a very hateable guy, but he's also one of the most intelligent players that I've seen in 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 thirty plus years of watching basketball. Hold on, my forty three. 30-something years of, of watching basketball. He's one of the most intelligent players who really thinks the game. And you know that he's one of those guys who scouted Jaron and said, okay, I'm about to dissect this kid the next time I play him. He's a former uh, Michigan State guy as well. Like you said, Jaron is one of his uh, mentees. He's, uh, you know, he plays a big brother role for him. And he's telling the absolute truth. First of all, like I said, the thing that was most important to me is the fact that he acknowledged that the success of this team, as good as John Morant is, as good as a shooter Desmond Bain is, Jaron Jackson Jr. is the most important factor on this team. Like you said, a guy who's got 10 shot blocks, block shots in the last two games. It's not about the amount of blocks that he has. It's the fact that he's making guys think twice before they go sure. to the basket, making teams change their strategy because he's such a force on the defensive end. He's making our defense the the best I'm not one of the best I'm not the best defense in the league because of the things he does and it's so important that he's on the court and if the fouls are an issue like we said we've seen we've seen Jaron have games where we saw oh man it looks like Jaron's getting over the foul thing but in those big games against those big teams where he's not the best big man on the court 
Oh, he's not the biggest name on the court. That whistle is not chirping off the same way, man. That whistle is chirping a lot different when Jaron plays against the Draymond Greens. He plays against the Nikola Jokic. When he plays against Phoenix Suns and the guys, the stars they have there. When they're playing, when we're playing against these content, actual contenders in the West or just contenders in the NBA in general, that Wilson's been a lot different for Jaron. That's something he's got to prepare for. He's got to be more disciplined. He's got to understand the things that trigger him, the things that guys are trying to bait him into. Like I said, salute to Draymond. He was telling nothing but truth. I think he's a guy that really respects his Memphis Grizzlies team for sure. And like I've said many times, I think Draymond is campaigning to try to get here in a couple of years. I think Draymond Green would love to be playing for the Memphis Grizzlies to end his career. I think this, I think he's doing a great job of campaigning for it. That's what all this thing. I think it's all a rollout. I think, you know, I'm a wrestling guy at heart. So I think a lot of this stuff that Draymond is doing is, is kind of WWE-ish to me for sure. I, you know, I'm with you on – it was so striking saying the sense that uh you know I know I know Draymond's had that podcast and he talks about other teams, other players all the time. It's the part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But> season West. <laughs> who else has been like that? That's offered constructive criticism in a sense that ain't hate in terms of players previous shit. I realize social media age, podcast age, now everybody's got one. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different time than it was, but I can't recall. Any other player ever at another time, whether, you know, even back in the day where it's, you know, at least it, it, and it's not rooted in hate, you know what I'm saying, or or something like that. But, but literally, they would have put us away in five if if John played the whole series. You caught him. I I did hear that part. He said that because he he said they had him figured out. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but everything, but what he said though was you and I both agree that he's right about Jaron Jackson Jr. And I think it was saying you sent it to me when I, think, I don't can't remember if it was on his podcast or the or something else where he had talked about Jaws comment about the West, right? right? And saying he's not concerned. And I'd be damned if Draymond didn't echo exactly what you and me said at the time when Jaws said it was okay. Jaws, you may feel this way, and you backing it up, but yeah, but you speak of you speaking for folks who can't cast some checks though. Exactly, mm-hmm. Draymond said the exact same thing. He was speaking facts, and some might mm-hmm. look at that as hate or whatever else since it's coming from him. But right. bro, it's it's a hundred percent facts. I just I don't remember that kind of uh, I don't know realism about uh, about opponents in the yeah. he, in in a way saying he's almost like he lays out the blueprint. Like it's if if you're Jaron Jackson, whatever you got to look at that as the he's he's absolutely right. Right. And, and I don't know if that puts pressure on Jaron or it's more of a a liberating thing, man. That I I don't know. It's just it's right. it's strange to see coming from. I want to hate him most times but when he's when he's speaking truth like this i can't do nothing but you know what he's right jaron does have he is the key and you know he's saying it in love and you know there probably was a conversation uh the day after christmas where draymond called 13 like hey man hey hey big fella you know you know i had to get in your ass you know <laughs> i had to you know what i mean because he, he clearly was targeting jaron he clearly was getting under jaron's skin clearly knowing how to push jaron's buttons to get him to commit certain fouls he wanted him to commit but I'm sure he came to Jaron in love. Like, hey, man, I've been tra- this is what I've been trying to tell you since you've been in the league. You know what I mean? Like, Draymond's a great – Draymond's all-timer, man. Like, I don't I – don't, I hate Draymond when the lights are on. For 48 minutes, I hate Draymond. But outside of that, he's he's one of the most intelligent players you've ever seen. And he's – I love to hear him talk. I love to hear him uh, break down the game. Love, love to hear him discuss the game. Like I said, man, like, I he I don't he didn't say anything wrong to me at all. It, okay, I, I'll pose it to you this way. When Draymond says that, it's great for his podcast, mm-hmm. right? Like you just said, we, you know, hearing this kind of honesty, all of it, this kind of insight, you love. Is that smart for Draymond, the 
you know, aging basketball player trying to hold off the young guys for the Golden State Warriors. No, it's not. It's that, it seems oh, from a competition competitive. Yeah, it seems equally as crazy as the stuff Josh right. is saying. Yeah, because you got to see these dudes again. And and if Jaron does figure that out, he's gonna be hell to pay because you can't deal with Jaron. You can't guard Jaron on the other end. Because even in the playoffs last year, we saw he was Jaron was in his ass. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think I don't think you want to you know uh, I don't think you want to big bro him too much to the point where he figures it out. Because you know, but Draymond just being realistic, like I said, man, like I say all the time, this all feels like campaigning to me. It all feels like Draymond wants to be a member of the Memphis Grizzlies if this Golden State thing doesn't last forever. And guess what? It won't. You know what I mean? So, um, it's it's all it's all entertainment for me for sure. But I, I, it does seem like it's not the wisest thing to do to kind of you know from the comp- yeah from the competition standpoint, right. helping them figure it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell, if, you know, if they ain't, we should know that by now. But if they ain't got it figured out, what the hell? You don't want to right. help them do it in that sense, especially when you try to hold off the young dogs. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then so, here's another thing too, man. Draymond's got what? How many does he have? Four, five? How many championships does he have? What is three, four, five? Is it? Is it? Five? I don't know if it's five yet. I know it's at least four. I think. Four. I think it's, it's four. Because they won two without KD. One, no. Two without KD. Two K. Two with KD. He's got five. The fifth yeah. one from last year. Yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah. So uh, he's got five. So. If if he take if they take on the Grizzlies this year and the Grizzlies put them out, you know he's gonna bow gracefully and he's gonna you know. I don't no. know he's, he, so 15, he, he, 17, know 18, and twenty two. Right, he's got. Say it again. Four time NBA champion. Fifteen, seventeen. They won once once without KD. And twenty, yeah, exactly. Because their second year is the one they lost when LeBron came back on them. So right, you're right, yeah. Yeah, it's four. Yeah, I, yeah we tried yeah, to give him. There game. it is. Yeah, we gave the man championship. He ain't won, but yeah, there it is. And four-time NBA All-Star. He, he ain't gonna be, yeah, he ain't going to be messed up about it if, if, if uh, you know, if the Grizzlies, you know, end up beating him. Because that's where he's trying to end up anyway, in my opinion. So, uh, so Draymond, for the for the time being, we uh, we we agree with you. But you might not want to give away any uh, any more secrets. I mean, the yeah. young boy might adopt them and figure Get it out. Hands. Yeah, for sure. And dispatch you. Um, of course, you listen to Grind Season on the – on Odyssey and the Odyssey podcast, you can get us on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, Spotify or wherever else. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button for us. We'll have another episode for you doing twice a week. Have another episode for you later on this week. Again, we mentioned Grizzlies got the San Antonio Spurs coming up again on Wednesday down at FedEx Forum where they are 17 and three. And finally, uh, saying that brings us uh, to our final segment who brought the seasoning. Uh, you and I have kind of been on the same page with these the last couple of uh, last couple of podcasts. Who brought the seasoning for the Grizzlies here in the last couple of games? Uh, we mentioned Utah, mentioned San Antonio. You can really, if you want to, you look at this whole seven game winning streak. But for you, saying who's uh, who's that guy? I got a lot to choose from here. I don't have a um, particular season I'm going to compare this young man to, but uh, if you grew up in the hood, there were several times where um, you were cooking something that may require milk. Jason Smith. Mm-hmm. Milk is not a season. But you may have, <laughs> you may have been cooking something that required milk. You might have made some macaroni and cheese or something. And then the next day, you know, had kind of dry up. So you add a little milk to it and stretch it out or something like that. You know what yep. I'm talking about? Yep. You, you with me, right? Yes. Um, It's probably other dishes. I just can't think of them off top. But they're dishes that might require milk. Oh, cereal. He might be trying to eat some cereal and you out of milk. And your mama tell you, you better add some water to this shit. <laughs> stretch it out a little bit 
And the point I'm trying to make is that Job Morant is the milk that's in the refrigerator. It, it costs about five dollars a gallon. You know, it's 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 the real deal. It, it'll go bad on you. No, I'm just playing. No, milk. You know, milk is important. But when you, when you don't have your milk, Jason Smith, sometimes you just got to add some water to this shit. And Tyler yeah. Jones, since the last time we talked, since the last show we had, playing the way he's played without John Moran, knocking down threes, being a leader on the court, he's really – this is something we really haven't talked about. Something that I, I'm about to turn into – I'm about to go full Chris Harrington on this one, man. You ready, man? You ready for what I'm about to say? Please do. If you, if you, if you I'm not going to do the Chris Harrington voice because I really don't feel like it, but – Tyus Jones really is playing the Anthony Melton role for this team this year. He's the guy who's the off the bench scorer, guy knocking down threes. He's not the defender. Melton getting steals here, uh, saying too. But yeah, he's that. He's providing the off the off the bench. I, I believe that when the Grizzlies had their, uh, uh, uh what's it called? The, the end of season interviews. What they call them things? The closing and wrap, wrap up in the year. Interview. Yeah, when they had those things, and when they had the beginning of the season talks with the guys, I'm sure yeah. they told them, man, with 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 uh. With uh uh DeAnthony Melton gone, we need you to kind of pick up the scoring load. We 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 want we want you to take the green light to do more off the bench. And I think he struggled with that role in the beginning of the season, but I think that he's really picking up and adjusting to that role well. He gets my uh he brought the season. He is he put the water in that shit when we ran out of milk with John I like that. I like out that. for the last two games for sure. Twenty four and six against his brother mm-hmm. uh, against the Spurs, and then had uh twenty one and six. In the win over Utah, dude is such a luxury, man, to have. You know, Ty, it's a luxury. And folks were worried about where we paying him too much. Man, they're worth every penny. And no question about it. Um, Tyus Jones is a is a is a worthy uh winner this week. I'm I'm gonna roll a little bit different into a guy right. that's already gotten, you know, some of our season awards, but um I have to roll with with Jaron Jackson Jr., mm-hmm. what he's doing defensively. We mentioned the five blocks in each of the last two games. He is the favorite right now, I believe, the betting favorite for defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. That's true. He's changed everything about the Grizzlies' defense. They're now, uh, last I looked, tied at number one with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And you heard Draymond mention it. The, the, you know, reason they can't, you know, the reason they can't stand him being on the floor because he changes everything you do. I mean, mm-hmm. saying play that out for you in terms of even if he's not getting the block, you have to be aware with everybody from your guards to your bigs where Jaron is on the floor uh, because he is so good with his timing. Margiannato of Commercial Peel had a great column about it today uh, here in Memphis locally. You know, J- Jaron didn't even grow up thinking of himself as an elite shot blocker or thinking that that's what he was going to do or be. Right. And yet he's found himself with this innate ability of recovery and everything else, those long arms, his timing. He has reached a point where I think we've clearly identified, you know, not just best in the league right now, but maybe one of the, you know, one of the best for, you know, years to come. Hopefully it stays that way. I know we've talked a lot about his offensive game, uh, saying I think that was the last reason we gave him a, 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 you know, he got this award because he stepped up and 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 been more of a, you know, inside out guy. But I think you got to compliment. You got to you got to give him the credit for what he's doing on the defensive end right now. It's 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 not just high level. It's not elite level. It's the best elite in terms of uh, shot blocker right now. Right. You know there ain't nobody out there. You know Claxton. Some of these other guys. I don't think that are more feared right now than Jaron Jackson Jr. is on the defensive end. 
Yeah, and you and you uh mentioned this earlier. Jaron is tied for third place in blocks. He's a look, he's a lot behind the Brooke Lopez and the Nick Claxons, but they like you said, those guys have paid way more games than Jaron. Uh Jaron's got 79, Claxton's got 96. Brooke Lopez is one on one. If the pace of Jaron's going, man, I could definitely see him catching those dudes, which is wild for sure. No makes sense. Uh hopefully it continues. We mentioned it. Uh, he's going to be first-team all-defense, going to be defensive player of the year, and Dylan Brooks, at the least, going to be second-team all-defense. And why would they not be on when, you, when you're going to finish the year top three, right. number one as a team uh, defensively? So hopefully it continues. It's really been – I mean, we, we can go back and forth, but that defense and them getting back to what they do, Jaron getting settled in is one of the league's best. It's been mm-hmm. the reason – it's the reason why, uh, why they are where they are. I mean, we, we can throw in John Moran and how deep this team is, how good Tyus has been, all that. But mm-hmm. in the end, it's really – the difference uh, where this team is right now elite is on that defensive end. Hopefully it uh it continues again against San Antonio on Wednesday. Got some bigger ones coming up. Going to play Phoenix a couple times here coming up in the next couple of weeks. You certainly owe them uh, after the last yeah. one they came in here and embarrassed you. So Those dudes fell off the planet after they beat us, though. They've been mm-hmm. awful since they beat us. But, yeah. They've been, they've been the Grizzlies had a chance to fatten up here against some some pretty bad teams. Mm-hmm. So it's about to, to turn up, and we'll certainly be here on grind season to tell you all about it and certainly what we think. Um, appreciate you guys. Again, make sure you're downloading uh, the grind season podcast twice per week. Uh, you can get it on the Odyssey app. Just search for grind season SZN and you can find us. Told you, uh, you can find us on Spotify and everywhere else. Appreciate those of you that are locked in with us so far and looking forward to, uh, to growing this thing bigger and bigger, um, especially working beside my man, Anthony Sane. So, uh, for Anthony Sane, for our producer, Drew Barrett, I'm Jason Smith. Stay on your grind.